0: This time on episode 498 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we're going to discuss the 2024 Disney Plus show, Echo. Season 1, episode 3, Tuklo. I'm Doc Issues from Capes on the Couch, a show that examines the mental health
1: issues of comic book characters, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find
0: other amazing geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com.
2: Raised on X-Men, empowered by the Avengers, strengthened by the Defenders, webbed by Spider-Man, adopted by the Fantastic Four, and forged by S.H.I.E.L.D. Stand by for your Marvel debriefing.
3: And now it's time for your Marvel Debriefing. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Michelle.
0: I'm Agent Chris. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, on our road to our 500th episode. This show is recorded on Saturday, February 10th, 2024, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast Oklahoma-wide. Come and join our live chat as we record. We're going to get right into it. We're covering Echo. Which episode are we covering, Michelle?
4: Glow, premiered January 9th, 2024. Maya learns the meaning of collateral damage when Fisk Army arrives in Tamaha.
0: All right. What, what are your overall thoughts about this? Michelle, we're going to start with Lauren.
3: Uh, maybe don't rope your family into helping you commit
1: crimes unless you know they'll be cool with it. Chris, I'm really questioning the Marvel thought process, but it's on what they decide as a movie versus what they decide as a show. Michelle.
4: Now we see why Fisk values Maya.
0: My going in thought is, uh, was this episode actually necessary? We'll talk about it as we go through it. All right. We're going to start talking about what I think is the coolest part of these episodes. The ancestor. Michelle, what do you got there?
4: So we find out Tuklo was in the late 1800s. The tribes established their own police force called the Light Horsemen. Tuklo was taught by her father, but denied a spot in the Light Horsemen. She wants to protect life. So she ends up braiding her hair because she wants to be a warrior. She wants to be seen for who she is. And it comes a time when her father's squad is pinned down. Tuklo sees the spiral that is a recurring theme and her hands glow. She comes in and she saves them. She takes matters into her own hands, which is something we are going to see later on.
1: I was really wondering why Tuklo's father spent the time to teach her everything, all the skills of being a light horseman, if he was not going to let her do it because she had committed the great sin of being a woman.
0: Lauren, there was definitely a way that this was presented, though.
3: Okay. This part takes place in the 1800s, but it was shot and shown like a silent movie with, you know, the little dialogue cards and everything, which I thought was a nice touch because, you know, Echo is deaf, Maya is deaf. But when Tuklo starts acting, you know, after she gets her powers, the sound starts coming in. And you can hear her, you know, after she saves everyone, you can hear her dad yelling, and and then at the end, when Maya is doing kind of the same thing, the sound fades out. And I thought those were that was a nice little juxtaposition.
0: I always think that Americans, in particular, romanticize the the Wild West days, which, if you take a look at you know the timeline involved especially with the repeating rifles that the light horsemen have, there's only a limited amount of time there. So you're going from the civil war, which was, you know, 1870s, 1860s, 1860s, 1870s, right. 1860 through
3: 1865.
0: Right. Until, and then the, the aftermath of that. And then you go until what the 1920s. So uh, 60 years, but you know, it's uh only six years it wasn't going on for hundreds and hundreds of years so this is definitely set in time they did say it was like 1880s on the on the screen when we were going into it but it, that's what my mind went to it's like yeah this this wasn't a forever thing this was a set time period in history it, it's kind of if you talk about human history it's very very short time in human history anyway getting back to this episode There were consequences from last episode. Michelle, you actually mentioned that there was going to be consequences last episode. There was consequences. Maya is being hunted with a price on her head. And there are people around there that want their money.
4: Yes, a lot of people want money, including Vicky, who betrays Henry and calls in the guys but we find out that he really can't play with the big boys
0: from the moment they got there you're like yeah i need my money and they're like yeah where is where is the package or whatever they called her at the time where's maya and you just knew when they came in with like 20 gang members and he had he had the militia mommy and and uh I don't even know what to call Grace. She had crazy eyes. <laughs> That's all he had was two, was two people with him, which were not very effective against Maya whatsoever. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Zane was or not Zane, but uh, Vicky was doomed to fail at the hands of Zane the entire time from the beginning. And knowing the actor as we do from Agents of Shield, it was it was like
3: okay, I, I see this coming. So speaking of Agents of Shield, it's uh, we another. Actor from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has shown up. Zane, the guy who, you know, was at the beginning in the warehouse and then comes to town, was played by a guy named Andrew Howard, who was also Luther Banks in season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Who was that, you might ask? He was an ACTU guy who was actually Rosalind Price's kind of secondhand guy.
0: Yeah, I didn't notice him at first, but and I read an article about the number of actors for Major's Shield that actually came over to Echo. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I honestly didn't catch it right away. He was deli- Zane is delicious. And, you know, he just wants to get it on. He, he <laughs> induces this big fight just because Maya is getting it. We'll We'll talk about Maya's escape and, and her everything, but the fight. It wasn't as good as episode one, but it was still pretty good. It wasn't like a one-shot or anything, and it was more pace and it was more one-on-one. I'm thinking they have all these guys. Well, why is Maya only fighting one or two of them at the same time? But she's fighting all of them. She loses, right? Anyway, she so she goes through it and then she has all these weapons that she's created. It's it's fun. It's uh it's a nice little brawl. So technically
3: anything more than three people at once and people start getting in each other's ways. Like it's a, a thing, a whole thing, but it's a fun fight. I mean, it's at a roller rink and we all know roller rinks are a lot of fun. Dragula comes on and saves the day. Dragula by Rob Zombie. Very fun song and you get a lot of butt kicking to it. And yeah, it's not as like solid. A fight scene, but I really liked it in that it was fun and it did show Maya's kind of creative side.
0: Did you see Henry's smirk and smile as he was going back into the laser tag area?
3: Speaking of which, Henry actually had a small part on Jessica Jones.
0: He's uh, turning out to be pretty cool in here. Of course, I've seen the whole thing, so I won't give him anything away. But so far, you know, he at the end of this, he's like, "Okay, I'm on board. I'm
1: doing what you're doing." I'm all in. And I really loved how Maya took what a lot of people would see as a disadvantage for her and turned it into a big advantage using the song and being loud, using her – I hate to kind of feed into the disabilities give people heightened senses thing, but, you know, if you can't hear, you do learn to see things more because you're using what you can. So using – her observational skills using all the skills she's picked up along the way. And you know, it, it doesn't hurt that she's going against people who probably get all of their fight training from Facebook videos.
3: <laughs> there really is a YouTube tutorial for everything. Don't call it YouTube university for nothing. Yeah. The part where the uh, militia mama who is, Trying to hold Maya and Bonnie hostage, was watching a YouTube video on like how to deal with hostages. Just spoken in this very calm and educational voice. I was dying. That was great. What was there? Her name Esther, I want to say. It was E something. I can't I remember. I think it was Esther.
0: Yeah. This is Esther from Militia mommy. Sign it off. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay. Michelle, what did you think about Maya's ingenuity?
4: She looks around and she finds objects that I wouldn't think would fit together in order to make a makeshift gun that shot, what is it, nuts and bolts? I mean, ball
3: bearings, I thought.
4: Yeah, something like that. I mean, who would think like that?
0: The little ball bearings that you'd find in inline skates, I think, or mm-hmm. that you might find. I mean, they're bigger
3: than small, but yeah. Between that and her train heist, we really got to see her resourcefulness this episode. I thought
0: she was shooting a nail gun at first, but uh, the second watch through, I saw it was balls sorts of things. And then even during the fight, she's using everything, even the the those balls. We've all wanted to do it, right? Toss a ball at somebody that we're not happy with uh, from the skeet ball—that's what it's called, right? Toss one. Of, she actually uses them, and unfortunately, finishes the fight having to drop one, but. Everything in between, she's throwing people up against pinball machines. I don't know how she got through a concrete wall, but she did. And using the laser tag area, as we talked about. And uh, it's a lot of damage for Henry to have to uh, have fixed eventually. But I think he was having a good time. He's from New York. He's used to this sort of stuff. And he's been stuck in Oklahoma for a long, long time. And all of a sudden, this action starts happening around him. He gets hyped up. I think Maya really did a recruiting gig on him to get him involved, not only for the action, but that she's capable and it's the right thing going after these thugs. That's all the guys are just
3: thugs.
1: There's no finesse there. And don't forget that Henry and Bonnie have their own little resourcefulness plot going too. as Henry is sitting there using his words to tell her pretty much what fist guys want to hear he's using sign language and bonnie's able to pick up on that which good for both of them on realizing the situation that they were in and they can do it and horrible on vicky and the other people from the town who kind of conveniently forgot that sign language is a thing that these people know
0: Uh, vicky grayson bridget it was her name the militia mama Not the sharpest tools in the shed. Not world. No. They shouldn't have been doing what they were doing, to be honest with you. But uh, they they were just blinded by the money, and they were never going to get the money. And and Grace figures it out, and she's out of there. Bridget had no choice. She was tied up, hog-tied in in the back room. So she was there, but nothing ever happened to her. Zane, he, he took two in the back and coughed up what was left of the air in his lungs, as well as a healthy dose of of uh, blood so yeah i don't think we have to worry about those three anymore i think that's over with but zane and his troop are still there they're just called off by somebody and we find out it's fisk later on but they're called off by somebody and this is where i was saying at the beginning of the show i don't think this i don't think this whole thing was necessary because zane should have had the proper marching orders from fisk fisk is it's very unlike him to let somebody go off like that and expect the carnage that was there or maybe zane just completely was just incensed with the explosion at the armory
3: i don't know but do we even know that fisk was awake when he left new york oh
0: good point
1: that's what i assumed all right Because my thought was that Fisk sent him out there to get Maya, but Zane thought that he would be able to kill her before Fisk would know. Okay. Well, Fisk, in that case,
0: Fisk wouldn't have sent him out, though, because Fisk would have known he was going out there.
4: Right. People assumed that Fisk was not coming back. Someone in Fisk's organization figured out it was Maya who shot him put the bounty out, Zane decided to act on that when somebody called with the tip. And now it was just because the shock on Zane's face that he got the phone call was, oh, crap. I thought, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, I can't. Oh, okay. Um, Hey, now we have to go.
0: Alright, you guys have settled something in my mind that I thought was one thing, and, and I will agree with you. It's probably another thing. Also, I in the back of my mind, watching this episode, I'm like, okay, Bullseye. You know, the whole Bullseye thing, which we dealt with in the last season to Daredevil.
3: You know, uh, Fitz's other person that he was very close with.
0: Mm-hmm. I have to think Bullseye and Echo knew each other.
3: They've had to at least cross paths a
1: couple times. Yeah. Small talk at the coffee pot kind of thing.
0: There was more going on this episode than the fisk and the fight in Maya and, and that sort of thing. There, there was a we had a, a few touching scenes. We had, you know, Graham Green with Chula and Michelle, what's going on with that?
4: We see the effects of generational pain. Maya has said that grandma could have contacted her and she is very much still holding on to what happened. And can there be forgiveness? Can they start talking to each other? That's the big question.
3: Yeah, if you notice, Maya reaches out to people that she knows won't really question her like Biscuits and Graham Greene's character who I'm blanking out on his name. Scully. Scully, thank you. She reaches out to people that she knows either she can boss around or just won't question her. She doesn't reach out to Bonnie, who was like her best friend in addition to being, you know, cousins. But she also doesn't reach out to her grandmother. And... It it really seems like she knows they're going to try and talk her out of whatever it is that she's doing. And just she's got no time for that.
0: Maya has this conversation with Bonnie out in the parking lot as Bonnie is leaving. And Bonnie gets Maya to promise her that they will have a conversation later. And Maya promises her. And I have to believe in Maya's face. You know, I was watching that back and forth, and sometimes you say you promise and you don't really mean it. Maya was heartfelt when she was saying that to Bonnie. I think. All right. So let's have a little fun here. Lauren brought up earlier the YouTube training video, or as I affectionately call it, YouTube University. So I want to ask around in if you have, you know, something you need to do. What's your favorite? proposed youtube university video chris you got anything in mind
1: i know these exist i just haven't gone and looked at them yet but i want to learn how to make mashups take different songs and different parts of them and squish them together and make a new thing
0: oh, one of my favorite mashups was that the six different country songs that just I, sir mix a lot did it it was six different country songs. And I'm not that big of a music guy, but you're listening to this thing and it sounds like one song along the way because, you know, the formula works. It was the point of the mashup. But yeah, and Pitch Perfect when they do mashups. That's pretty cool, too.
1: I have so many ideas for them that pop into my head and I just I want to be able to get those out somewhere so other people can hear them.
0: Lauren, what's your favorite type of YouTube university video?
3: anything with crafts i have learned so many crafts off of youtube spinning yarn nail binding knitting wood carving wood burning embroidery hand sewing oh geez glass eshing there's a lot oh the latest one that i'm just obsessed with is bobbin lace I would really like to learn to make bobbin lace. Michelle?
4: Well, I really haven't dived into it. For grad school, I have to build something in a learning management system. And that learning management system has a lot of tutorial videos out there. And so I'm going to be getting into that part of YouTube and university.
0: If only, and and this is something that I wish that would exist. If if only somebody had a repository on YouTube about how to make a podcast, I would really, really enjoy that repository. Maybe they might call it, I don't know, better podcasting or something like that. I I think that would be really cool. So yeah, that, and uh, I would like also to watch some, how to be a CIO 101 videos. I think uh, that, that would be kind of cool too. There's a little inside joke there for you. And uh, yeah, if our audience has any favorite type of either existing YouTube University video or something that they think is really funny or really needed out there, let us know. We would love to hear from you. You can get a hold of us at our voicemail line 844 the bus one, 844 843 2871. You can also catch us on our Discord server at gunnageek.com. Slash Discord and just let us know, and also let us know how you're liking the coverage of Echo, how you like Echo. We'd really like that very much.
3: Do you think Maya looked up how to do a train heist on YouTube University? I have to think she actually did.
0: Just just to make sure she she wasn't you know forgetting anything, and then of course she gets her leg caught in there, and then Scully has to make her a new ones and and everything. I don't know, kind of endearing, but uh, yeah, Train Heist. We talked about our favorite Train Heist last episode, by the way, Lauren, so you should go back and and listen to that. Yes. Okay. Oh, with that, let's have final thoughts for the episode, Michelle. All my final thoughts are spoilers. Oh, Oh,
1: Chris. How did Maya pick such a good song to distract them with in the roller rink, and where were the dinosaurs in the roller rink? (laughs)
0: still in new york or jersey i guess lauren
3: i really like how they're adapting maya's powers from the comics in the comics she has photographic reflexes it's kind of the taskmaster thing you see someone do something you can perfectly copy it and here it's she has she can perfectly copy the abilities of the ancestors who came before her who are all in that chain kind of like the Avatar in Avatar the Last Airbender. I really dig it. My final
0: thought is I still am thinking about what thoughts were going through Maya's head when she sees the guy that she literally shot in the face standing a few feet from her. That's my what was she thinking at that point in time? Like, this is it. I'm done. <laughs> it. I I'm I'm not gonna be living beyond the next several seconds here. So We'll see what happens with that next episode. We're going to talk about Echo Season 1, Episode 4. It's going to be a fun time. And until that time, I'm going to say goodbye. My name is Director SB. I'm
4: Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Michelle.
1: And I'm Agent Chris.
0: Anybody want to go to the roller rink? Skate life.
3: Did that I sounds. haven't been to a roller rink in years. I miss it. Play whatever song you want. I can't skate. It's all right. I can't skate, but I can rollerblade, or at least I used to be there's able to. Other
0: activities? There's laser tag. There's skeet ball, pinball. You can have fun there. It's the fun place. I'll do skeetball. ball.
1: Pinky ring. <clears throat> I hope they have an arcade with Marvel versus Capcom.
2: <laughs> Thank you for listening. The intro music heard on this podcast is Great Marvels of the World by Lynn Publishing, found on Pond5.com. The outro music heard on this podcast is Cinematic Trailer by Ed Records, found on AudioJungle.net. Other transitional music on this podcast is found on Incompetech.com, AudioJungle.net, and Pond5.com. For more information about this podcast, please visit legendsofshield.com. Excelsior!
1: Big shout out to over-the-head headphones for hiding the fact that I haven't taken a shower.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I sprayed my hair down with water so it looks fine from the front and from the back. It's kind of trying to do the Dragon Ball Z sticking up thing. (laughs) Yep.
1: Sp. now that you're here, I have a very important question for all of us. Quest. How many of us record this show in our pajamas?
0: Me. Me. <laughs> I have in the past. I
4: have. I'm doing it today. Not every I do week.
2: it
1: all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2024.